Um, yeah, what we're about. Um, well, we bullshit for five hours a day. That's really that's pretty much. <laughs> Welcome to Brand with On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. But I think we kind of have to flip the industry on its head a little bit to try to keep up with where this industry digitally is going, or I get really, really nervous for radio. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Morning Radio found today's guest, not vice versa. Originally, Bert Weiss wanted to be a sportscaster. While in college in San Diego, he took a research job with a country station just to get Letterhead for free access as their sports reporter. And after college, Bert pursued a radio career which took him to Dallas and Washington, D.C. before coming to Atlanta to do The Bert Show for Q100 in 2001. Since then... His show has grown considerably. Thanks to a dynamic cast of personalities and devoted listeners, it's skyrocketed to one of the most highly acclaimed radio shows, not only in Atlanta, but in the entire industry. And by the way, he's now a network guy. Almost 30 stations, in addition to Nashville and Indianapolis, Brain With On Demand is proud to welcome the one and only Burt Weiss. Wow. Wow, I am, I'm impressed with myself. I'm very, very impressed. I, I, I. <laughs> well, it's very humbling, actually, because you mentioned Indianapolis in there. And Indianapolis, that city has broken up with us three times. We're not even in there anymore. So anytime I start to feel really good about myself, I just remember Indianapolis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But we do have Nashville and Kansas City and Atlanta and Charleston and a bunch of great cities. So, Bert, for all those who might not be familiar, your show has really evolved into one of those with a really big cast. So, first of all, can you give us a thumbnail of what The Bert Show is about? And then, who are your primary cast people? Um, yeah, what we're about. Um, well, we bullshit for five hours a day. That's really it. That's pretty much good. <laughs> um, well, it is kind of an embarrassment of riches when it comes to staff. Um, we, gosh, it must be 12 people on it. I mean, there are four main hosts. There's me, there's Kristen Klingshern, there's Mo Mitchell, and there's Dobby Crimmins uh, that are on full time. But man, I will pull Kipper from anywhere, man. If anybody's got a story and they've got good content to tell, uh, they get on the radio with us. It doesn't, uh, interns. Um, I really rely on interns for the younger demo. So um, we really are a show more about lifestyle, I think, than anything else. You know, we don't get into politics a lot, although during the election, we probably dabble too much in that. Um, it's really kind of relationship based, pop culture based um, and really kind of lifestyle. And all of us kind of going through life together. You know, Bert, in a business where longevity is really rare, you've been in Atlanta a long time. And besides delivering a great show with incredible ratings, what are some of the top things that you give credit to for your longtime run there? Um, I, I think that the show itself and the members of the show are kind of required to dig deep and really expose our personal lives, not just the good stuff, but the bad stuff also. Like I am really sort of uh, kind of fed up with the, the you know, our, our Facebook 
uh, content, you know, where everybody's trying to be so polished and everybody's life is great. Uh, we kind of break through that and we try to be as real as possible. And it's really just four or five or 12 people uh, in a studio that are really kind of going through life at the same time, which I think is a switch from when I first started in Atlanta. I kind of felt like morning radio was more talking at you and entertaining you rather than all entertaining together. And I think our listeners and our community is just as important to the show uh, more so than we are. And it's just kind of uh, it's just kind of peels back the curtain and is just more raw than you would normally hear. And I think that's what's connected consistently for 20 years. And it certainly is working. I mean, your network roster keeps growing, exploding, or in the case of Indy, maybe blowing up. I don't know. But <laughs> really, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced shifting focus from doing a local show for one market to hosting a network program? Yeah. And how does your show make each affiliate feel welcome when they come on board? Um, well, that has been a challenge. That is for sure. Time-wise, that's the biggest challenge for me, Kipper. Um, just hitting those times for the affiliates to make them affiliate friendly are very difficult for me. Um, and I've always struggled with it. Um, that's the toughest part. And as far as the content goes, look, I, I've always been a firm believer that um, really funny is funny. You know, people were watching Seinfeld back in the day. And Seinfeld was funny in Kansas City. Seinfeld was funny in Fresno. Uh, Seinfeld was funny, even though it was based out of New York. Funny is funny. Now, do I think local is important? I do. Um, but at the end of the day, I think people want to wake up and they want to laugh and they want to hear people on the radio just like they are. And they don't necessarily have to be right in your neighborhood or in your city. I think funny is funny. Well, Bert. You know, you've done a great job there in Atlanta, and the, the ratings are terrific, and you've got a wonderful reputation and all that good stuff. But you've really been on the kind of the cutting edge or the leading edge of technology here. You were among the very first to do a daily podcast, and now you're involved with a very interesting AI project. What can you tell us about that? Uh, that is interesting. It's not perfected yet, so we really haven't used it all that much. But this one's kind of crazy, man. So... You know, if you're doing a syndicated show, you spend a whole bunch of time after the show cutting lines or liners for local affiliates, right? right? And this is really working smarter more than harder. So if we get lines for a radio station, what this AI does is my producer can cut that line for our Des Moines affiliate or our Eugene affiliate, and it converts his voice into my voice wow. with the same inflections and everything. So you couldn't even, when it's done, you won't be able to tell the difference. Now, I wouldn't use that for an endorsement and I wouldn't use it for content, but as far as like just saying the name of a radio station or saying all the hits Q99.7, I, I mean, it would just make things a whole bunch easier and I'd be able to provide more content to more affiliates because there are other people in studio that are converting their voice into mine. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a little scary. It's a little scary. The podcasting and the digital side of radio, which is what I'm really finding 
uh, pretty fascinating right now, how the industry, I believe, guys, really has to sort of evolve into this digital world. And wow. I think we can slow to do that. So it, it, it makes me nervous for, the, for an industry that has been so good to me. But I think we kind of have to flip the industry on its head a little bit, re-educating ourselves as not only content providers, but also programmers and also salespeople right. to try to keep up with where this industry digitally is going. Or I get really, really nervous for radio. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the whole concept behind brand with as we take the media brand or as we call it, branded media content, regardless of platform, but then use all the bandwidth options to get it out there. And that's what we are trying to do. And you are certainly a role model for so many people in taking the lead. Look, I've had to learn a lot in the last couple of years. A few years ago, and I think a lot of radio guys, a lot of morning hosts still don't know what a CPM is. Look, I have a like a little baby podcast network now called Pioneer. And the radio folks that I've reached out to to join us they, some of them didn't even realize that the radio station was making money off of their podcasts. Uh, so speaking of that and making revenue and, and kind of growing someone's brand, what do you find are some of the biggest misconceptions of people who think that they would like to be in a bigger market or maybe even hosting a network show, but they aren't there yet? What advice would you share with them? Yeah, um, we were lucky right off the bat. Um <laughs> Brian Phillips hired us, and the very first day, this might get back to your original question too, but what our success to our longevity has been. The very first day we were on the radio in Atlanta, I was straight up honest with our audience and said, we have no idea what we are doing. Um, This was the very first time that I had ever hosted a show. Um, My co-host at the time had never been on air as much as I was putting him on. He was an off-air producer, and he was on full-time. And then we had um, a TV personality from the real world that came into radio. None of us knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And I was 100% honest right from the start. And, and that might have set the tone for the rest of the 20 years. But I think we've been fairly honest with who we've been from day number one. And I think at the time, that was the niche. And two, I got to wonder if sometimes the PDs and corporate folks haven't just squeezed enough of the crazy and squeezed enough of the individuality out Mm -hmm. that it makes it very hard. It makes it very easy to go to Spotify, I guess, is my fear. Yeah, I think it goes both ways, Kipper. I think you raise a really great point. I could talk about this for hours. See, I can't hit my network, uh, my (laughs) network times. Uh, I'm going to go late. yeah, I, I do think that that is is a fair theory that, again, we've sort of been a quote unquote jukebox for the longest time. And that's what our diaries told us to be. Get in, get out, get back to the music. And now in a PPM world where you can get music anywhere, I think that there's a responsibility for talent to make their content more long form. So I think there's a responsibility on the personality side, but I also think programmers Mm -hmm. have to recognize that and they have to find that talent and let their talent be their talent and be themselves. That to me is what separates good personalities from great personalities. And I think our programmers have to allow us to do that. Wow, the star of Atlanta Morning Radio, Burt Weiss. Great to have him on. Hey, somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Email them to us, show at brandwithondemand.com. And now a whole new way to stay in touch. 
We're on social. Just follow Brandwith Plus, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever. And we look forward to seeing your comments there. Coming up, Bert talks about things he knows now he really wishes he knew way back when. And, bonus here, he tells us what he wishes he knew now that hasn't happened yet. Hi, it's Gary Berkowitz, AC Programming Consultant at Berkowitz Broadcast Consulting in Detroit. Hey, it's Molly Cruz, Brand Manager for WMYX and WXSS-FM here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hi, this is Jake Neiman with 96.7 Cram. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans. Did someone say Music Master raving fan? Ding, ding, that's me. Hey, it's Lee McNabb, Operations Manager for Saga Communications Des Moines Radio Group. Ready to join these raving fans? Visit MusicMaster.com today. They're always there and willing to help. They save me every time. I'm a major fan. Hey there, Kipper here. Well, it's summer and that means swag, or does it? No swag, no budget? Check out RadioSwagShop.com forward slash Kipper. RadioSwagShop.com forward slash Kipper. Your bottom line and your ratings Well, thank you. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. We are with the star of Atlanta Radio and beyond that, Bert Weiss. Bert, thinking about traditional broadcast, what's the one thing you know now you really wish you knew way back when you first started? It's a great question. Um, That uh, in-studio chemistry is the most important thing, the most important ingredient when you are building a successful morning show. Um, You know, as you're working your way up um, and ratings are good, you have a tendency to sort of, I have, let me just talk about me. I had a tendency to turn the other cheek when I felt there were some chemistry issues on the show because the ratings were so good. I was really freaked out (laughs) because I was a new uh, host and I just kind of let it happen. And now Looking back at it, I now know that team chemistry and just one person, uh, and they don't even have to necessarily be on the air, just one person on that team can really change team chemistry. And at the end of the day, we are in radio. Anybody in that studio or anybody on a show should be having the time of their lives. If you are doing radio and you are bummed out that you have to go to work every day, then whoever's putting that show together is not doing a good job. And that was me for a while. So I wish I would have learned that way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And what's the one thing you really wish you knew right now about what's coming up in the future? Well, um, gosh, I, I just think that diving more into digital, I think that our industry, our radio talent has to start looking at themselves, not just as radio talent, but influencers and not just think about what your audience is listening to. But where we're evolving fascinates me as far as video goes and all these different platforms. We're not just radio. We can influence along a whole bunch of different platforms. And that should be really exciting for all of us. And it's something I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Good stuff. Yeah, great stuff. You're crushing it. You're crushing it, Bert. Thanks, guys. Thanks for letting me be part of it. Bert Weiss. Hey, Kipper, we can all learn something from Bert. Links to the Bert Show, his podcast, and more all in the show notes. Scroll down on your phone. 
Our thanks to exec producer Cindy Huber for putting all this together and associate producer Hannah B. for handling booking. And coming up next... Hi, this is Dwight Douglas, and we'll be talking about my brand new book, True Radio Confessions, on the next Brand With On Demand. That's a wrap, Kipper. Readers are leaders. Read all about it. One Minute Martinizing in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide.